1: Let's go to Carl Rove and get his opinion. What the heck is going on in our country? What's the, what's going on with all these candidates? Carl. Well first of all I wanna say I wanna compliment you on taking the shy, retir retiring Alfonso <laughs> model man, a monosyllabic person, drawing him out. I mean, how did you do that? I mean the man has never he's been loath to share his opinions and observations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you like how do you like delicious. that as your opening act, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. one more Alton need be said? Algamato is a friend for 40 years and he's a very very decent guy but he does have does he does express his opinions. And,
0: and we have everybody on, on which House. is
1: good John. Yeah, at the White House for 7 years I found out he had opinions strongly <laughs> <laughs>
0: Carl, this is Rita Cosby. It's great to have you here. What do you? What is your opinion of the? Of now, it is a really crowded field. Pence just got in a few hours ago last night. Christy, also uh, the governor of North Dakota, who I finally realized his name a few hours ago. Uh, but where is this going?
1: Well, first of all, remember we had seventeen candidates in twenty sixteen. I think we're at nine now. Uh, and, and, and and my sense is there's a general view among a lot of party leaders, party activists, donors, and candidates that if they're not going to, you know, if they don't see a path to getting there by sometime this fall or early next year, they're not going to stay in forever, which I think is healthy. Last time around in 2016, when we had this big field, everybody thought that, you know, but it was February, it was March, I still have a shot at getting it. And I don't think that's going to happen this time around. So the field's about half as large as it was in 2016. I don't think it's going to get much larger in terms of serious candidates. We're going to have a few more names that we've never heard of and who have really – no business being in there, and they're not going to have an impact on the race. So I think we we pretty well got the field as it, as it's going to be.
0: So where is it going to go? I mean, obviously, it's, it's take out Trump. That's that's the, the motto for everybody. they got to take out anybody who's so far leaps and bounds. Uh, can somebody take him on? Is this this is a lifetime, I guess, you know better than anybody, Carl.
1: Yeah, well, remember, I've, actually, there's a beautiful, wonderful piece done by a, a, a longtime friend of mine, Dan Balls, who's one of the smarter people who covers politics. And he made the point of if you look at Iowa in 2008, 2012, and 2016, the winner of the Iowa caucuses, the first contest, was literally in single digits at this time in the spring of the previous year, 2007, uh, 2011, 2015, and was still single digits in the fall, now, you know, October, November of the year, and then won with, you know, admittedly it because it was a big field, you could win like. Uh, with 34% of the vote or 28% of the vote, but 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 Dan's point is this: the 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 contest is set by the early by the early races, and people in Iowa in particular and New Hampshire take this very seriously. So they're gonna they're gonna make up their minds late, particularly in Iowa. And the good news for candidates is in Iowa, it's been my experience. Once they make up their minds, they keep they, they stay they stay stuck. Not so in, so in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, they may they may say, "Gee, John Kasich, came in this week, and I loved hearing him, and he was fabulous. I'm for him." The next week, Rita came in and gave a fantastic talk at the Bow Firehouse. I'm for her. But in Iowa, we've had a series of contests that the last person to lead at this point in the polls in Iowa and win the Iowa caucuses was George W. Bush. 23 years ago. Wow.
0: Wow, I know a guy like that, huh? I I know someone who was helping him big time. (laughs) Carl,
1: have you selected anybody yet to support? No. I'm, 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 I'm waiting and watching and, and, uh, I want to see what they, 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 they have. Uh, Look, none of these people are ready for this. This is bigger than any of them have ever done. Even if you've been the governor of Florida or even if you've run, you know, you've been the vice president of the United States, running for president is really, really tough and complicated and large and it demands a lot of you and i want to watch and see how these people do over the course of this of the of the late spring and summer and fall
0: how is biden going to do it i mean what by the way what did you make of nikki haley saying a vote for uh biden is basically a vote for kamala harris
1: well i think that you know look i I put this in one of my columns last week that that uh, biden is running against the mortality tables as well as a republican candidate and let's just be candid that's true uh, my, I have a tough piece tomorrow on the Wall Street Journal on this. I think it is bad for the country, and I think it's—I'm I I, adverse to giving advice to Democrats, but I think it's bad for the Democratic Party to be led by a guy that nearly two out of every three Americans in a Quinnipiac poll think is too old to be an effective to be effective in a second term, and 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 uh, th- where where a, a, a similar number think that he is not a strong leader. Now, now think about it. What is going to change in the next year and a half? We've had two and a half years to look at this guy, and we're all in two out of every three Americans, including a third of Democrats and and a majority of Hispanics, say that guy is too old to be effective. He's not going to be effective in a second term. And then we have nearly the same number of people who say he's not a strong leader. Now, he's not going to get younger in the next year and a half. He's not going to some some morning wake up magically and able, able to string together two. Yeah, different that's different for things. sure. By the way, Vito
0: Facella has a question for you, Rowe. Vito? Hey, Carl. Vito, that
1: hey, Carl. Vito, how are you, Carl? Fantastic, man! Great to hear your voice. Likewise, my friend. Likewise. Uh, so, Carl, you've been uh, one of the best predictors and political strategists uh, in modern times. Put President Trump aside. Are you will. Do you think you go out on a limb and say the top two or three? Uh, Challenges right now or potential nominees other than the, the President Trump? Well, uh, you know, you'd have to. DeSantis had a, an impressive election victory and has got, got a bunch of money in the bank. Uh, I, you know, Tim Scott has an ability to uh, energize a crowd like I've rarely seen. Nikki Haley is persistent. Uh, and we'll see about Chris Christie. He, he re- remember how well he dominated the debate stage. In 2016. So all of them, I think, have got a shot. This is going to be a different contest in the following way. First of all, the debates are going to play in an inordinate uh, part of all of this. And second of all, I think what's going to be important is how much how people do the balancing act of saying, look, I'm different than Donald Trump. And here are the weaknesses in his record. And here's who I am. So that you can get a sense of my values, my views, and what it is I do as president, it's a delicate balancing act. I thought Christie got in some good shots uh, at, at at the former president. You know, you promised you'd build the wall; it wasn't built. You said Mexico would pay for it. We're waiting for our first peso. I mean, there, and, and DeSantis has gotten some good good shots in on. You know, you were criticizing me for opening up Florida. And now you describe Florida as a hellhole, but you moved your entire family there. Yeah, I mean, the I verbal
0: see- back and forth has been it's, it's getting really feisty. Well, Carl, got, thank you. Carl, thank about you. Talking
1: about who they are and what they are for and what their vision is is going to become important because at some point people are going to say, OK, I got it. Maybe we need to turn the page on Donald Trump. But but what kind of a page are we turning with two with you
0: Yeah, great points.
1: Thank you. And uh, you said it 100% right. Let things sort themselves out between all the candidates, and then we'll decide. Thank you so much, Carl. You bet. All the best.